Georgie Alanese, and this is Farm Her Talks. These are the stories of everyday women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. And as you might guess, this episode is brought to you by Nationwide. They are on our side and they are on the side of women in agriculture everywhere at farms and ranches all across this country. They are the number one farm and ranch insurer in this country. And as you've heard me talk before, the importance of managing your risk is something that has been so visible to me for so long because I had a career in agriculture insurance uh, before I did Farm Hurt. And that was 11 years of my life. And the um, types of incidents that I saw and heard about on farms, the types of risk that are inherent on farms, um, you know, it's, it's really, really important to have an insurer that you trust and to have somebody that you know is on your side. And I know that Nationwide has worked closely with us to support women and um, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about them overall as a company. So thank you to Nationwide for supporting FarmHer here and FarmHers everywhere. So today's episode, we're gonna keep talking about the major pivot that is going on and I don't see this changing anytime soon. You know, we've, we've talked to Kara uh, Babinek over in Indiana about how their very, very large um, livestock operation had some major pivots as the restaurant industry shut down. And we uh, are gonna be talking to Erin Cummings at Nationwide about what women and farmers and farms overall need to think about when managing their risk in a changing environment, right? Like you have this mega shift going on and I'm just gonna tell you, agents are a key piece to that, right? Like you gotta have somebody that you trust, that you can talk to, that knows your business, that can help guide you through these things because it really, really is important. And then today we're gonna be taking it over to Dogpatch Urban Gardens, which is Jenny Quiner. You've heard her on our show in the past. And Jenny is a farm her who is always fun to visit, always fun to talk to. And of course, I always love getting to go visit her farm. Uh, it's planted right in the middle of the city, as it says right in the name, it is an urban farm. And we're gonna be talking about the pivots they made. So Jenny was actually on our show back in January, right at the first of the year, talking about how they were pivoting into the new year. That was pre-pandemic pivot, okay? So they've gone through a lot of changes, and I think you're gonna really wanna hear what they've done, how they've maneuvered, and I really think it's interesting to think about some of the specific things that they had in place before this all happened that helped make it smoother when they had to make quick transitions because I think that's the thing. Diversity matters, being prepared matters, as, as prepared as you can, right? And uh, then we're gonna take it out to the farm. We're gonna talk about greens and she's gonna give us her best tips on uh, soil, on watering, on harvesting and storage of those greens once you get them home from the farm. So let's take it over to Dogpatch Urban Garden. So we are out here at Dogpatch Urban Garden in, um, what town is this? Well, our address is Des Moines, but we're unincorporated Polk County. Okay. Okay, yeah, there, there's houses around us. There's cars driving on the street right over there, but you've got this lovely little uh, piece of land that uh, is doing a lot of things. It's, it's working for you guys. So why don't you give me a lay of the land about what you've got here? Yeah, so uh, our farm, we have been here for five years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, our, the property we own, which is kind of our flagship, we have one acre of land. Uh, we grow on about a fourth of that. And then we have an on-site Airbnb, and we also have a farm stand. Uh, and then 
A block away, we rent land from a woman. She's got a two acre property. So right now we've got about half an acre under cultivation. And then two blocks away, we have another property from another neighbor in town. I love that. So you're utilizing the unincorporated part of this ground right here, right? Because, Definitely. So you have people who probably have anything from like a fourth of an acre up to a couple acres yeah, or, or and more. What's really cool is people have seen what we've done. Uh, they really enjoy it. They love it and they want to support us. So they're like, you know, we've got this land. All we do is mow it. Yeah. Do you want to use it? So <laughs> you want to use my yard actually because <laughs> no mowing sounds bad. Is it, yeah. You know, some people just don't want to manage it. And, yeah. and we've actually had to tell people it's not the right fit for us. There's, there's certain things we need in order to grow on it but uh, ideally we grow on about an acre of land and we're just about there so tell me what you grow uh, what times a year you grow obviously we're in a um, a, a hoop house a high, tunnel. high tunnel yep. okay you can call it a hoop house yeah, yeah. yep uh, it's covered growing mm -hmm. and it's nice filtered light there's plenty of heat in here obviously. oh goodness yes so yeah tell me a little bit about what you grow here okay so main crops that we're pretty much known for are salad greens mm -hmm. um, so various types of lettuce spinach baby kale mustard greens arugula those are kind of our main market uh, and we specialize in growing lettuce through the summer mm -hmm. so it's typically not a summer crop doesn't love the high heat but we have techniques that allow us to do it so we found our market um, in here you can see we're pretty much switching over we did have all greens and now we're switching over to our tomatoes so there's oh 300 or so plants in here that will use these strings to trellis all the way up mm -hmm. uh, we do have some peppers and summer squash as well, but we're not super diversified. Right. We're pretty specific in what we grow. And how do, well, let's, let's start here. How have you sold your produce mm -hmm. in the past? Like yep. what is your model of getting this food to your customers? Mm -hmm. So uh, number one, it would be our farm stand, mm -hmm. which is like a, a retail store mm -hmm. that we sell our product, but then product from other growers that are all local. So we're supporting the local growing community as well. Uh, we do have a, it's a modified CSA, we call it a salad subscription. Last season we had 30 members, this spring we have 80. So we've bumped that up quite a bit. Whoa. And it's great. Yeah, I mean, we're able to manage it. Um, with the land expansion, we have more crops. Uh, and we sell to local restaurants as well. So Jenny, last time I talked to you, because uh, we're not too far down the road, mm -hmm. and we cross paths somewhat regularly, yeah. which is wonderful. I love it. So in the winter, gosh, it was right around the first of the year, mm -hmm. we had you on our show about pivoting, because you were getting ready to make some changes to how you were operating your uh, farm. Yep. And I know that since then, you've also gone through the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. Exactly. And there's been a pandemic. <laughs> so why don't you tell me a, a little bit about what changes you've gone through over mm -hmm. the last six months? Because it, um, and maybe start with where you thought you were going to go this year. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, well, where to begin? So uh, we did get accepted into the downtown Des Moines Farmers Market. Uh -huh. So this would have been our first year selling, and the market hasn't opened yet. Uh, and as of now, we know it won't open until July, mm -hmm. but we still don't even know if it'll open then. Right. So there's still a lot of unknowns. Um, if that market opens up, we'll be ready to rock and sell there right away. Mm -hmm. And they did just launch an online store, so we're doing that. So that's kind of a, a new sales avenue for us, but it's kind of on hold with the virus. Yeah, uh, which makes it tough to plan. D yes. to have the right product. And you might have to like be like, oh, we need produce tomorrow and, and you, a really big and you can't like you have to plan that you know six to eight weeks ahead of time so it, it does make it tricky um, but luckily with our we're not doing um, in-person shopping but we launched an online store with our farm stand which has done fantastic mm -hmm. and so luckily we've been able to move our product that way and we're not sitting on a lot of waste and then upping our CSA has helped us move product as well too so 
Did you launch the online store because of uh, obviously the situation that we're in where you needed to find a new avenue? Mm -hmm. If people can't come onto your farm, how are you going to get the food right. to them? It was, it was kind of like one of those like, oh no moments. We have all of these things in the ground. How are we going to reach our customers? Yeah. And so it was a shotgun. It was like not what you recommend when you're you know, having this big launch for your business. But we just did a little bit of research, launched this store, and it has just exponentially grown. Yeah. And it, it may just be our new business model. Yeah. And did you do it yourselves? Uh, you were able to learn, figure it out, mm -hmm. make that pivot. Tell me a little bit about yep. that process and so, like the behind the scenes of the real of like, yeah. oh, we got to launch an online <laughs> store. <laughs> well, and I'll say that my husband and I are guilty of, we say ready, aim, or ready shoot, aim. You know, a lot of times we just go for things and we figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what happened with the online store. The big question was what e-commerce platform to use. And I did a lot of digging and probably spent too much time when I already had an online store through my Squarespace website that I was selling t-shirts and stuff through. Yeah. So finally it's like, well, let's just use that. So yeah. it was like, let's keep it simple and then evolve as we go. And um, so I would say understanding the platform was a big hurdle at first, but our customers knew that like, okay, this is brand new, we're figuring this out as we go, and they worked with us. Um, and we do everything contactless with our pickup, so people don't even have to get out of the car, they hold up a sign, we have their bag, we put it in their trunk, and people have just loved it. Yeah. So there's been, it's been a huge learning curve for us and the customer, and do something totally new that we've never done before, it was a smooth transition, because yeah. we could reach our customers. And you know, we use social media, but honestly, the biggest value was from that email list. Mm -hmm. So I do think that, in hindsight, was the best thing we could have done, and we still do. That was going to be my question was how did you reach your customers when you needed to make a change? So right there, like you had that. Right. And and I know not every business does. And so there you, during the virus, there were some businesses that made changes, but it was harder for it to stick because yeah. it was hard for them to communicate with their customers. So I do think that email list has been so valuable for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, also, you already had a farm stand. You've gone through some ups and downs with that in the past, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, this farming is newer to you. Yeah. You did not grow up on a farm. You haven't been a farmer your whole life, right? Mm -hmm. exactly. You guys bought this and, and you learned as you went with this and you've got, um, well, we're here in a residential area mm -hmm. and you've got a commercial business, basically a farm stand that people can come to the farm. So you didn't have to like go, oh my gosh, how does this change my business, my risk, uh, like my you know, ability to like open up my place. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, we, we had the infrastructure. We had the physical building where people can still come and get their product. We have cold storage. You know, there is even, I know some farmers were scrambling to find like deep freezes so that they could stock up and sell things. Luckily, we already had that stuff. Yeah. We have parking, we have a church parking lot. You know, so we were really, luckily, already set up to make this transition. Yeah. Um, and not that we had planned for it, but all the right stars aligned for us to be able to, to switch online. Yeah, and I'm assuming, so I know events were a part of your business last year, mm -hmm. and I think they were going to be a piece that you had talked about growing this yes, year. Yes, yes. Uh, obviously, that's changed, right. right? So let's talk about another pivot. Did, did you have to change any events? Did you have to cancel them? Tell me a little bit about yep. how that went. So we had planned to do five farm-to-table dinners. We canceled two of them already. Uh, now, we never even launched and we never even sold a ticket, so mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like this huge hassle with refunds or anything like that. We have one planned in August, and I'm ta we're talking to the chef right now, and we're hoping that we'll be able to do it, but it would look different. So typically we did one long, like, 40-person table. Instead, we might have, you'd buy, like, a table, and then we'd spread out more in the green space. Yeah. So, you know, we're working with our chef now to see 
if he's comfortable and, and so that may happen so right now in the books we have august september and october so we're hopeful that we'll still be able to host but yeah we're also cautiously optimistic about Wait and it see, right uh yeah and we we were going to launch something this season called doug unplugged which would have been like a mini concert series here out at the farm the first one was supposed to be last thursday obviously that didn't happen and that's not as high on our radar of something to launch this year right so if come fall people are feeling comfortable and want to gather maybe we'll do one yeah but that's kind of put on the back burner for now okay so talk to me a little bit about your customers because obviously um you mentioned earlier, like you've had a pretty big increase mm -hmm. in your customers. Yes. And tell me a little bit about how that's gone. Yeah, yeah. So starting off, we have a really strong, uh, loyal customer base who have been with us through and through. And most of our customers are pretty local to the farm. Because if you think about the way most people grocery shop, it's within five miles of where you live. You know, like for example, there's a Whole Foods here in, in town, but it's a 20 minute drive for me, so I don't go there a whole lot. Right. It's, so it's all about convenience. So our main customers are pretty localized to us. And when we launched the online store, they were here in a heartbeat. And with our store, we've added more offerings. And every week we work with more people. So like this week, we'll have bread from a local company and we'll have flour. So we're always trying to offer more. Right. So what we've seen is our, our go-to customers are spending more money, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. But we're also getting this organic reach from other people's just telling people, right? Uh, like, hey, we shop here and it's great. You don't have to get out of your car. They wear masks, they wear gloves, we feel safe. So we've had our go-to customers have helped build other customers as yeah. well too. Which is great. And who knows what's gonna happen six months or a year from now, right? So how, how are you planning for that? Or well, and that's not. No, we actually, <laughs> we, we are planning for it. So our building, it's just a bare bones like Morton building. We are right now getting it um, temperature controlled. So we're getting air conditioning in there and we're getting heat in there with the idea of we can run this year round, mm -hmm. you know, and because in the past it was just six months and we were pretty seasonal um, and we're just trying to plan ahead if a second wave comes, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but we want to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, it'll just be nice for us working in there yeah. to have AC and heat. Yeah. And I mean, by bringing other local farms produce and, uh, baked goods and milk and right. all of those things in here, it's it's like you can almost operate like a little grocery store exactly. for your community yeah. right yeah. here. So. Yeah, we're like a local goods uh, grocer. Yeah, because I can tell you that uh, we were just talking about this. Anywhere that I can go to get just a few things that I need that's easy in, easy out, mm -hmm. uh, has way more value for me right now yeah. than it did a few months ago. Well, yeah, and it's funny too, like we, we knew that everyone was baking, so we started to get local organic uh, flowers and those like bread flowers and those have gone crazy you know mm -hmm. so customers tell us what they want and we do our best to find them yeah I love that mm -hmm. I love that pivot 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 like you are <laughs> oh my you god are I know. pivoting busy. yeah <laughs> I know okay so how are you holding up because I I know um, this is a unique situation you know we've found ourselves here too where okay everything's changed mm -hmm. and I don't know what the future looks exactly like and so um, you know, we're keeping busy. In fact, I've, I've overloaded myself yep. and I'm kind of wondering how I'm going to like back back out of that to go back into some version of normal. But that aside, are you like, how are you doing? You know, yeah, like, hanging no. in there like as like juggling all this. I mean, it's a great question. And truly this time of year, whenever you talk to a farmer, it's like our heads are spinning, you know, because this is the busy season. There's the to do list is always longer than you think. Um, that being said, I've got some great employees. We just hired another woman last week to help with just some of the miscellaneous like wash pack and bagging, things that are taking time that is not the best use of my time. Yeah. But I'm still crazy. Yeah. Um, and 
it's been tough on our family's doing great and everyone's healthy and happy but it's also been really hard yeah. you know with not our three kids we're not in school uh, my husband works full-time and so Yes. We, I mean, I they're, yeah, there like were a, a juggle. It was hard, yeah. um, but we did. We hired a nanny, which has been a godsend, and um, we're just figuring out what our new normal looks like for our family and what works the best. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't been easy. You know, it's not a cakewalk for for basically anyone. Everyone's got unique circumstances that they're working through. Yeah. But I would say that we're in a good position right now and uh, just rolling with it. Yeah. Well. Let's go talk about salad greens a little bit. Let's and, do it. And get some of your best tips on let's salad greens. Okay, let, let's head over to that part. So here we are out in, uh, I guess you call it a garden farm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where the food grows. Yeah, exactly. And so greens are what you're known for. So I have a few questions about Bring it on. green growing. A, what are these? What 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 is this behind me? Yeah, so this was just harvested about a half hour ago. Okay. So that's why it looks a little beat up right now. Yeah. This is a lettuce blend called All-Star Lettuce. Uh, we buy it from a company called Johnny Seeds. Mm -hmm. uh, love that, that company, love working with them. So this is a blend of about four different varieties of salad greens. Okay. It looks beautiful. Thank you. And Thank you. I'm guessing it tastes good too, right? Yes, yes. And that's, I think one thing with, so we grow greens through the summer and it's tricky. And one reason it's tricky is because they don't like the heat and they bolt and they yeah. go to seed or they taste bitter. Right. But this still has a sweet flavor and that's just because of some different techniques that we use. So that was me, my first question. It's mm -hmm. hot out here. Summer has arrived early. Oh, we yes. pivoted from winter to summer here yes, in and Iowa. I don't love it. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Um, heat is not the friend of greens, no, is what you're telling no. me. Okay. And so, um, what about water? Like, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about if, if I'm going to grow greens at home, yep. how do I water them? So there's kind of some different things you need to consider. If, if you're planting in the summer, I highly recommend you transplant rather than direct seed. Okay. Um, the reason being is because seeds don't like to germinate in hot soil. So you could put the seeds in the ground and they just may never pop. Yeah. But if you transplant, you're already like giving them a head start. Yep. So transplanting is key. These have been direct seeded, but okay. we planted them six weeks ago. Okay. So it's okay. Yeah. But these behind you were were transplanted. Yeah. Oh, those so, are beautiful. It's yes, like a they picture. are. Yes, and that's like that's our spring mix. That's kind of our custom blend. I love it. Uh huh. Um, but if you're planting in the summer, I highly recommend transplanting your lettuces and then water immediately. Okay. Uh, and we, right now, we use overhead irrigation, mm -hmm. and that is almost like a sprinkler for the greens, mm -hmm. and we run it three times a day for 15 minutes. Okay. So we run it at 4 a.m., 3 p.m. when it's the hottest, and then at like midnight. Okay. And just a short amount of time, but it just keeps them cool. I understand that. It's kind of <laughs> like what you see at the grocery store, too, Yeah, right? yeah, like, like misters I mean, there. Yeah, they got yep. the misters there. Yep. Okay, so they got to have plenty of water. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about the soil. Does it yes. Is it important for it to drain? Can they sit in the water? Yeah, they don't want high moisture. Yep. Yep, so you want good drainage in your soil. You also uh, want to have really healthy fertility in your soil because the goal with summer greens is to get them planted and then get them out of the ground as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we will harvest them smaller than they usually get in the shoulder seasons, but yeah. we're like, okay, now they look good, they still taste sweet, before they bolt, let's harvest them. Yeah. So you, you tend to have a shorter uh, time in the ground with summer greens as well, too. Okay, so how do you know when your greens or your lettuce are mm -hmm. ready to harvest? Like, is there something that you're like, aha, it's time? Yeah, you know, one thing is just, we know the size, like okay. at a certain point, we yeah. know that that needs to come out of the ground. Um, 
they we also can tell like if you're looking at it and it's starting to cone or looks like it's shooting up mm -hmm. that it's about to bolt okay and you want to get that harvested immediately okay and we also know general like date to maturity so if i transplant uh, this day, then in six weeks, it generally should be time to harvest. Yeah. So there's a lot of different indicators that can help you know. And then once I get my lettuce, I come, I come to the farm stand here. I pick up my lettuce, mm -hmm. socially distanced. Yes. And um, I get it home. Is there a certain way that you tell people to store it yeah. so that it stays better longer? Because mm -hmm. gosh, it's frustrating when you're like, oh, that, that's, that's a, all gooey now. That's a great question because as a farmer, you know, we do everything we can to have quality product. And yeah. then if you get it home and like just set it on your counter and you're like, well, your greens were bad that I bought from you. It's a two way street. Yeah. So refrigeration yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, even like if you're in the grocery store and you throw your items in your trunk, yeah. like in the summer, it can get super hot in there and your yeah. greens will wilt. So put them in a closed sealed container, like all of ours are in bags, um, and put them in your refrigerator right away. And I don't wash them until I'm ready to use them. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah. So don't go home and wash it. Like just wash it when you're ready. Yeah. To use not it. necessary to wash them right away because when you wash them, then you're going to have moisture and moisture will make them break down faster. Yeah. So just put it unless you buy them and there's already moisture there and you're thinking, oh, maybe we need to clean that up a little bit. Yeah. But generally just throw them in your fridge and wash them when you're ready to use them. Because they've been washed before they leave the farm. Most That's of the time. Of yes. Yeah. Um, it really kind of depends. So if we harvest greens and they're not dirty, uh -huh. We're not going to wash them, yeah. and a lot of that has to do with food safety and um, shelf life of the product. Yeah. So yeah. we just kind of judge. We're not going to sell you dirty lettuce. Yeah. But if it looks fine, we won't wash it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. Some good tips. It makes me want to go home and have salad for lunch. So <laughs> I got some if you need. <laughs> you do. You got all the salad. Yep. Here. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing your pivoting with us. Of course. I, I feel like we should schedule this for every six months. <laughs> I love so it. So maybe we'll be back and talk about what's happening this winter because you will have a different situation. Exactly. Like you, you will be a year-round uh, farmer. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're looking into. And we um, just are starting to launch our salad dressings and different salad toppers. So we're, we're introducing some new products into the farm as I well. I saw that on your Facebook yeah. page. Yep. Again, it all goes together, right? And well, yeah. And that, honestly, that was my growth opportunity with the Goldman's class uh -huh. was the salad dressing. And then when COVID hit, uh, the class went from thrive to survive. Yeah. And so we all just kind of shifted away from our growth opportunity, which I mean, it was super valuable with yeah. how they helped us through that. Yeah. Um, but I still had the, the salad dressings in my back pocket and now we're starting to feel ready to get those out there. Yeah. Well, good for you yeah. for pushing forward and pivoting. So thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for coming. Yeah.